Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human Podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Hi everyone and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast. My name is Jackie Ford and I am a coach, consultant, trainer and mentor living in Scotland but working globally. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I know there are many of you out there all over the world who tune in and listen to my dulcet tones and my my wicked laugh and God, I appreciate all of you. Um, thank you for listening and I hope in some way that you're hearing something that will help you in your life and perhaps help you help someone else in their life too. And that's kind of the topic for this week's podcast. I received a call earlier on this week um, from a mum who was worried about her daughter. Just various behaviours that, you know, were of concern and the mother was scared that perhaps the daughter, you know, the behaviours were going to become worse. And it really just reminded me of what it feels like to believe that I know what's going on in someone else's head, that I know what they're thinking and I know what their next move's going to be. And all of that is utter bullshit. Something that has become more and more apparent to me over the years through this understanding of the principles and other spiritual teachings that I've studied is that I I don't even know who I am most of the time, let alone who anybody else is. We are... We're similar, but we're different. We all have preferences. We all have things that we like to do and things that we don't like to do. We have people that we love to be around and people we don't love to be around. We have likes and dislikes for food and clothing and music and movies and actors and actresses and so many different things. So we're similar, but we're different. And I love that. I believe that's what makes us unashamedly human. It's that we are so similar, yet we are so different. And we have this commonality running through all of us. And that brings me to the point again about the mother and the daughter. Just because we're similar doesn't mean to say that we can always help someone when they want us to, or that we believe that we should help someone. I think one of my greatest teaching moments or or moments where I got taught was when one of my daughters, when she was ranting about one of her friends, and I was in a really zen mood, and I, I, I tried to solve it for her. I tried to fix it. And, you know, just to help her see where her friend was coming from instead of her just seeing it from her perspective. And my daughter turned around to me and looked at me with a stare that cut right through me. And she said, Mum, this is not a teachable moment. 
And I thought, shit. <laughs> She's so right. She's so right. Who the hell do I think I am that I have to try to sort something that in that moment wasn't meant to be sorted? The mum that I've been speaking about was was trying to fix her daughter innocently. I mean, God, don't we all do that? We're trying to fix those that we love. We don't want them to hurt. We don't want them to be in pain. We don't want them to feel sorrow or sadness, especially when it's our children. And we have this feeling that, you know, and this, this, this thought that they can't handle things and we should protect them. Yet, it is in these struggles that we have the most wonderful human growth. It is in these struggles that we have the most amazing spiritual growth. It is in these struggles that we recognize who we are, and more importantly, who we are not. Now, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I can feel when someone is judging me. I can feel when someone is, is <laughs> having thoughts about me that maybe aren't too pleasant. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I, I can feel when there's a different atmosphere in a room, when there's tension, and I've always been able to, to pick up on that. And so many of the young people that I work with who may be suffering from self-harming and anorexia, bulimia, all, all sorts of phobias and habits and OCD, and really across the board, it's not just youngsters, it's anybody I work with who's, who's dealing with these issues. They can all tell when a well-meaning individual, usually a loved one, whether it's a mother, a father, a brother, a sister, a parent, you name it. They can tell when a loved one is judging them and trying to fix them. Now, again, if you're anything like me and I'm feeling that kind of energy... It's quite, it's quite curious. I can see it as curious because I know how, how I work in this psycho-spiritual realm. But to many people, not understanding that and only seeing it from an egoic perspective, they just feel judged. And that makes them feel shame. That makes them feel hurt. That makes them feel defensive. Because they don't understand how no matter what someone is thinking, whether they make that visible to us or not, through them seeing it or whether they're just thinking it internally, you picking up on that energy really means nothing about you. It's, it's telling you everything about the person who's thinking it or saying it. But when you're not able to see that, it's quite a hurtful thing. So whenever I'm coaching anyone, and in particular if I'm coaching a parent around their child, one of the first things I say to them is, just love them. Love them with all your might. Love them with all your heart. That's the first thing I want you to do. Because when you're residing in love, there's no space for judgment. There's no space for trying to fix them. You're not interested in their flaws. You're not interested in what's not working. 
all you're interested in is that moment. Essence, love, understanding, compassion and empathy. It's a very different space. The next thing I asked this mum to do was when her daughter asked her questions like, is it okay if I do this? What do you think about that? Is this all right for me to do? What do you think will happen when? And this mum, again, innocently, was answering all these questions for her daughter. And I asked the mum to stop doing that. And here's the reason why. When we encourage our children always to check in with us about what is the right thing to do and what is not the right thing to do, we're actually encouraging them to bypass their own wisdom. And I know as a parent or a carer or, or whatever you are listening to this, even yourself, there have been many times in your life where you have bypassed your own wisdom. You've given your power away. So I asked this mum not to do that anymore. But to sit with her daughter and say, look, hun, I don't know what's going on with you. You know your body. You know what you can and you can't do. And I want you to tune into that because only you know. Just like I can only tell you about my body and my feelings and what's going on for me. I want you to try to look inside of yourself for the answers. Because the wisdom that you have inside of you is greater than any wisdom I could give you. Because you're you and I'm me. I will guide you whenever it feels right for me to guide you. But in the main, I want you to recognise that you have this divine spiritual energy inside you. That when you can get quiet enough, you will hear it and it will guide you to do whatever it is you need to do. And the mum got quiet and she recognised that innocently, like so many of us, we think that giving our children constant advice and guiding them all the time is a good thing. We're protecting them. When in fact what we're doing is we're innocently encouraging them to bypass their own innate well-being, their own innate sense of self, their true self, not their egoic self. And I think this is incredibly important. You know, we don't, we don't like to see our children suffer. We don't like to see or, or struggle. We don't like to see our friends suffer or struggle. We don't like to see our family members suffer or struggle either. Yet, in that struggle, if we hold a space of love and compassion, empathy and non-judgment, there is a space for them to grow. There is a space for them to learn from whatever it is that they are trying to learn, they're trying to see through. 
without us stamping our imprint of thought and concepts and ideas all over it. If we help them look inside for their own answers and we're there to help them if they really need our help, to me that's one of the biggest acts of love any of us can do. Like I said to the mum today, I said, have you ever seen a butterfly (laughs) do a pirouette out of a cocoon? And she laughed. And she said, no. And I said, exactly. A butterfly struggles to get out of the cocoon. It gets out of the cocoon and it flies away. By interfering too often and too much in someone's development, whether it's spiritual development or emotional development, psychological development, we run the risk of stifling their growth, stifling their own ability to grow and learn and see that they themselves can get through things. They have the capability to learn. They have the capability to to do hard things and be okay afterwards. And to come out of it with a whole new set of skills and learning, capabilities and understanding. And to me, that's a wonderful gift. And again, if you're anything like I was watching my daughters grow up and I'm still watching them grow up and I'm still having to do this time and time again, is to be able to notice the tension arising in my body when I want to step in and help or sort or fix something or circumvent something or, or help it to change in a quicker time frame than it would if they were doing it themselves. I notice that sign of tension in myself and in my body, in my muscles, in my being. And the next phrase that always comes from my mind is, any sign of tension, Jackie, is an invitation to relax. It's an invitation not to get caught up in the content of what I'm thinking but to look to the source of how my experience has been created in that moment through the gifts of mind, thought and consciousness. To recognise where I am right now in this moment and know that wisdom, divine wisdom, will give me everything I need in that moment to do whatever it is I'm meant to do. My intellect doesn't need to get involved. And often what I have to do is I have to breathe deeply. Breathing deeply helps me step back from it. It helps me not go into fight or flight. It helps me get distance from my thinking and thoughts. And it helps me gain clarity. I recommend this to all of my students and my clients. And without fail, it works. Without fail, it helps people 
just compose themselves enough to be able to take a step back and make a considered choice through wisdom or through the intellect from a space of love and not from a space of fear. To me, that's incredibly important. You know, in in the Unashamedly Human School at the moment, we're talking about triggers and repression of thought and suppression of thought and and how we as human beings innocently create concepts and stories and ideas from conditioning. And how often these stories and ideas and concepts lay dormant within us. And we don't know what it is that triggers us. All we know is that there's a feeling that comes on and then we respond to that feeling. It's so innocent. It's so beautiful to be able to see that at any point, any sign of tension in your body, whether you are consciously aware of the story or the thought, or the process or the concept behind it, that is causing this emotional dysregulation in your body. It's usually a story from your past. Can be an idea from your future. And to be able to bring yourself back into the now, into this moment, really, really helps you get clarity. So my invitation for all of you this week is just to Notice noticing where you are in your thoughts. Are you in the present moment? Are you in the future? Or are you here right now in this beautiful thing we call life? And to notice when you start to try to fix or sort other people's problems instead of just holding a space for them, letting them speak, hearing them out, giving them a cuddle, letting them know that you love them instead of bringing out your advice book and trying to fix or sort them. There's nothing worse than feeling judged by someone. There's nothing worse than feeling ashamed that you can't fix whatever it is that's going on in your own head and somebody else knows about it. So have fun. Please have fun with your life and um, I look forward to speaking to you guys next week. Take care. Lots of love. You could be larger than life. Oh